Welcome to the BizTimes MKE podcast and our weekly debrief. I'm Arthur Thomas, an associate editor at BizTimes Media. I'm joined this week by my colleagues Lauren Anderson and Alex Sink. As always, uh, thank you to those of you who are insider subscribers and who help support our work and our journalism. Uh, if you're not an insider, really easy to become one, uh, biztimes.com, click on the subscribe button and go from there. Uh, this week, I want to jump into a couple of stories. Um, one Alex wrote, actually two Alex wrote, about uh, Deshay Ajee um, stepping down as the executive director of the King Drive uh, Business Improvement District. Um, so Alex, you know, it's not every week we would make a, you know, a, a big deal of a, an executive director of a bid um, leaving, but um, it's kind of a unique situation in terms of King Drive and, and its significance to the city. Well, you're certainly right, Arthur. Uh, one of the things Things that, that makes Deshay leaving so noteworthy uh, is all that has been accomplished by the bid, uh, which you know Deshay has led for the past roughly five years. Uh, a lot of business development, business growth, especially in small um, black-owned, brown-owned businesses along the King Drive corridor. Uh, it has also seen and continues to see major projects happening. Uh, Dome and Company Foundations moving its headquarters there. Bader Philanthropies did that just a few years back. And on the kind of the northern end of that corridor, Bader continues to, to make investments and uh, develop things along there. Uh, just a lot of momentum happening along the King Drive corridor. The, the bid just, just recently expanded their boundaries to include all of you know, all of um, MLK Drive uh, and, you know, even some properties beyond that to the east and west just to kind of uh, grow its influence a bit. So, you know, he's leaving at a time where there's been a lot of growth uh, and there's certainly more promise in the future, in the near future, uh, for even more to come. Uh, but he said to me that, you know, just driving around the last few years, um, He's had the opportunity to do that through his his position with the bid. He felt that he could bring the successes of the King Drive bid uh, elsewhere to the city, to other parts of the city. So that was kind of his reasoning he gave. Yeah, and that's I mean that's good to hear because when you first told us, "Hey, this is happening," your mind goes, "Oh, great, we're losing someone who's you know the city's going to lose someone who has done has contributed a lot to you know to the community." And your, your mind thinks maybe he's taking a job out of state or something like that. It's the fact that he's sticking around. He didn't say what his, his next role is going to be, but um, that's good to hear. And I was you know, looking back at your, um, your cover story on King Drive from last year, and it starts off with you know, him talking about um, when kind of early on in his tenure, someone saying, why would someone want a King Drive address? Yes. Um, and I think that's not really the case as much anymore, at least hopefully. Um, and you know, obviously King Drive now extends you know further to the south than it did before. Um, so it's good news that he's you know bringing his talents to the entire city, I guess. Right, exactly. And um, I mean that that was his major uh, role, one of his the major things he was doing as a as a cheerleader essentially for for the King Drive corridor and and, and the district is to kind of change the perception of King Drive. Mm -hmm. And I think you could clearly see that happening. Yeah. 
with all the interest that's that's drop, being drawn there. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, Monday we'll have out our annual Innovate Wisconsin issue, um, which uh, in the past has been a special publication. Now it's it's part of the, our you know our Biz Times Milwaukee publication. Um, Lauren, you um, did a lot of the work of of editing and, and making sure this uh, issue came together nicely in terms of everything being uh, the the, uh, the T's crossed and the I's dotted properly. Um, curious, out of the stories, I mean, a lot of stories in there, what, what stood out to you as some of the interesting pieces in that issue? Yeah, there's a lot of content um, in this issue. And, you know, I point people to, um, we've got a lot of startup profiles um, to learn about some of, you know, the emerging companies that are worth noting. And we've got a lot of Q and A's with leaders as well who are talking about innovation in their particular industries. So there's a lot of good stuff there. Some of the stories that stood out to me, one of them is on um, Wisconsin's Unicorn, which is Fetch Rewards. Um, and that's a, a Madison-based company that um, allows users to scan their shopping receipts and earn points based on what they buy. Um, so Meredith Meyer, our retail reporter, dove into um, that company's story and and what's been fueling their growth and kind of their future growth plans. So um, that one's definitely worth checking out. Um, the other would be, um, not to be too self-promotional, but <laughs> another uh, growing company in the Madison area, which is Exact Sciences, which I would imagine most of our readers are familiar with. It's kind of synonymous with its um, cancer screening uh, test called Cologuard. Um, this story kind of uh, explores its its growth beyond just the color guard product into um, various uh, types of cancer screenings and um, a lot of the acquisitions that they've been making in recent years um, to enable that growth. Um, so those are those are two big ones. But again, lots of content in this issue. I'd really recommend people check it out. Yeah, it's it's amazing how many just going through the companies that we've we've profiled in here. Um, you know, there was in the past narrative about kind of the lack of startups in Wisconsin. And you don't have to look too hard to find, you know, startups doing very interesting things around the state. And that's probably a credit to everyone that's been working on this area, this topic, you know, probably a ways to go still to catch up to, you know, the coasts and things like that. But um, there's clearly things happening um, and startups growing and people, you know, pursuing innovative ideas um, one of the interesting things about this issue is just, you know, the way in which uh, innovation and really, you know, trying to disrupt markets and things can help fuel growth, which is something, you know, um, Andrew had in his, his letter from the editor at the end of the issue talking about the need, you know, how innovation fueled growth in Wisconsin's economy in the past, and how it can do that in the future. Um, and I got to kind of dive into that. I got to do a a cover story that uh, it was more than a year in the making on Milwaukee Tool um, and kind of the innovation that's helped fuel their, you know, crazy growth over the last number of years. This company that keeps growing 20% a year annually, at least um, in their revenue, they're, you know, they first crossed $2 billion in revenue in 2015. They're on pace to cross 6 billion this year. Um, and it's a lot of innovation fueled growth. Um, and so last year I talked to them about this idea of, Hey, can we, 
can we get, you know, a little bit behind the scenes? Can we talk about, you know, how you do it? And just as I was talking to them about doing that and they were thought it might be a possibility, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic hit and, and they kind of had to take a step back and, and reevaluate, which they talked to, uh, you know, Steve Richmond, the president of the company talked about, you know, they took a, a month or two to look at where things were at and realized, hey, our industries, our markets are going to come back strong. And so they, um, they decided to double down and invest and keep fueling innovation while competitors laid people off. Um, so I got to talk to some engineers, um, people in engineering and product marketing teams about how they go through the process of innovation and how they rely on customer feedback and try to solve problems that customers are having. Um, and it's kind of this relentless focus on it that's allowing them to keep doing that. Um, and, you know, we have a few companies in the region that are kind of in that mold, but it'd be great to see more companies, I think, that, that really pursue that kind of, you know, disruptive innovation, not just a new feature, not just, you know, a slight tweak, but really something that, that breaks the mold and goes further than, than in the past. So that's one, uh, again, not to be too self-serving about it, but that was one of my favorites in this issue and uh, one that I hope people check out. Um, yeah. When- I was just going to say, it's really good. I would echo that and just say, you know, I think a lot of people are familiar with the story of the new downtown office and the, and um, you know, the employee counts and you can kind of get caught up in some of those, the real estate and employment stories there, but to actually hear, um, it feels like you're in the middle of the conversation of uh, these, you know, these different teams working out, how do we actually bring these things to fruition, these new innovative products that they're trying to do. So I think the story does a really good job of drawing the reader in beyond kind of just today's headlines into how does this company actually operate? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the stories will be up Monday. Um, print readers will be getting their, their copies in, in the mail. Um, stories will be up online Monday for insiders to check out. So please, please do that. Um, and a quick reminder that we are going back to live events. Um, the Family and Closely Held Business Summit will be at the end of uh, June out at the Brookfield Conference Center. We've got some great speakers, I think adding a few more, it sounds like, um, even in the last few days. Um, and then in July, we'll have our mergers and acquisitions event um, also um, live and in person. So it's going to be exciting to get back Uh Kind of to the real world and into networking and to seeing people and and uh we'll we'll see how it goes uh so alex and lauren thanks for joining me this week on the weekly debrief thanks for having us thank you always a pleasure